Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, the only Stars fan-led podcast. Please enjoy the second half of this session where we talk about and predict the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy. All right, so rapid-fire rapid round I, I, on the other ones. Because <laughs> we spent a long time this series, but that's good. That's good. Uh, because I think that's really important so that everybody can hear our thoughts on that. Uh, let's let's just start at the top in the West and let's look at Vegas and Chicago. Um, offense, uh, who has the advantage? Vegas. Uh, Vegas, yeah. I think not by a lot. I think they're edging them, but I think it's still Vegas. If the tandem of Kane and Taves show up like they did in the play-in series, they look like the 2010 versions of themselves, then I think that changes just a little bit. Because they've also got Kubali, uh, the rookie who scored over 30 goals. And, you know, I know Alex Dabrinkit didn't have a great year, but he yeah. he's still Alex Dabrinkit. I mean, I think they could take over a series, but I think Vegas is just too structured. They're too, they're too solid of a team to really let that happen to them, in my opinion. They're too, they're too all around good. Yeah. I, my, my main thing with that is how do you think those two uh, can go a whole series and keep up that kind of production? If they're getting beat down, they are not, they're not the, uh, the kids they were in 2010. Uh, You know, it's, it's, you know, it's been been a long time. Like I think over the course of a series, they're going to get worn down. Yeah. But you know, again, we all counted, Chicago out of not making the playoffs and we all counted Montreal not making the playoffs and yet both of the five seeds lost and both of the 12 seeds are in from each conference. So, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's different because Vegas looked in form in their play in games. They looked good. Um, So I I think it's a bit different, you know, now that we have a little bit of information, uh, a top four team that's playing well right now against a 12 seed coming in. I think it's I think it's going to be a pretty pretty easy series for Vegas. I also think both five seeds had pretty glaring problems that even both fan bases knew about when they were going into this. I mean, Edmonton knew that they were pretty much two guys against the entire <laughs> the entire Chicago lineup, and the Pins knew that it was kind of the same deal. They didn't have the structure, they didn't have the defense. So, well, you can say that about Toronto too. All uh, Toronto no sucks. Defense. We hate Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of defense. <laughs> screw, screw Toronto. Um, uh, who has the defensive advantage? Vegas. I also give this to Vegas. Vegas, you got Nate Schmidt. You've got Shea Theodore. Um, I mean, just that top that top pair. They're just too good. Uh, I, I just can't see. Uh, I, I can't see Chicago matching up with them on defense like that. Um, I, I know. Chicago still has Duncan Keith, but Duncan Keith is 37. Uh, he's old. It's it's, but I, I it's still hard for me to count Chicago out completely. So, anyways, uh, what about goaltending? Uh, I'm actually going to give it to Vegas, even without Flurry. Robin Leonard's been he's been he's been showing up. He's been showing people that he can still be a number one goaltender in this league. So he's been surprised to me, and I've enjoyed watching him. He's been playing great. Yeah, I'm just gonna agree with Christian on this one. I do think this one's this one's close, um, but I'll get, give it over the the Knights. So here's my thought: my I would give the advantage to Vegas if both Flurry and Leonard are in. 
Now, if it's just Leonard and uh, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, the flower, if he's not in, then I would give the advantage to Chicago. Because, I mean, it's Corey Crawford, well, man. Cor- you, Corey you Crawford, in, in their play in series, had an 891 save percentage. That's not terrible, but it's not like he really he was really the impact in the series. And watching the games, he wasn't really the one doing doing all the saving. But Robin Leonard looked looked pretty solid throughout. And then we also got special teams. And I'll just tell the, I'll tell the, the audience uh, special team stats. So Chicago's penalty kills at 82.1, and Vegas is at 76.6. Power play for Chicago is 15.2, and the power play for Vegas is 21.9. So basically 22% on the power play for that. So obviously, again, Vegas has got the advantage in this. So it seems like for at least uh, y'all two, that all the categories go to Vegas, and then minus me. Uh, goaltending goes to Chicago if Flurry's not in. Now, the one thing that I did notice about looking at the stats is if you look at the penalty kill for Vegas, it's pretty low. So if you're Chicago, if you're looking at ways that you're going to win this series, they're just they're going to have to take advantage on the power play. And, and unfortunately for them, they have not been able to do that. I mean, a 15% power play percentage is not good. Um, so... I, I think that actually works in in Vegas's favor, honestly. So <laughs> we'll we'll have to see see how that goes. You're completely right. I just think the only way Chicago wins this series is is to take advantage of Vegas's low penalty kill. But otherwise, I've got Vegas and five. Yep. I got him in what six. About y'all? Vegas and five. Vegas and five. Okay, so. So that closes that one. All right. Uh, so after Vegas and Chicago, we've got Colorado and Arizona, number two versus seven. So what about offensive advantage? Who do you give the offensive Colorado. advantage to in this series? <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a pretty easy one. Uh, watching them play the Stars was a bit scary for us. That's terrifying. I think, uh, I, I think we were also in a rut after the Vegas game. Uh you, you take a third period like that without having gone through any kind of like, you know, trying to re- recover after a loss like that for, you know, months. It's hard to come back out, but man, Colorado is fast. They were still blowing by us like we were Jamie Ben on the power play. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. When you've got Nathan McKinnon, uh, he's, he's up for the MVP of the league. You, you really can't go wrong with choosing. Colorado for the offensive advantage. And you still got Gabriel Landeskog. You still got Naz- Nazem Kadri. You've still got uh, Miko Rantanen. So they've got a lot of offensive players on their side. Um, what about defensive advantage? I'm going to say that this is pretty even, actually. I am not confident in the defense of either team, really. Um, but if I had to give a slight edge, I'd say Arizona. Um but I think that's partially because of how downhill Colorado plays. Um, I think that can get them into trouble from time to time. Yeah, I, I, I'd give a slight leaning to Colorado, but not, not for any good reason, really. I don't know. Just watching them, they shut us out. So I know that wasn't saying much. We had a pretty bad game, but we did get a couple of power play chances, and it seemed like they were holding us off pretty well. So 
I'll give them a slight advantage, but I do think this is going to be a pretty high scoring, high scoring game. It's going to be like an Eastern Conference game. Like you can't even can't even imagine. So what I really looked at was uh, first off, offensive defensemen. So you've got Kale McCarr versus OEL, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, and then and then you you got to look at the defensive side of the defensemen. So I, I mean, when you look at Jason Demers and Alex Goligoski, you know, two two former stars defensemen actually. Um, I got to give a, I'm going to agree with both of y'all a slight advantage to Arizona in this. Chris gave a slight advantage to Colorado, so uh, you're agreeing. Oh, he's he's oh, agreeing yeah, you, with a slight advantage. Gotcha. <laughs> slight. All right. Uh, what about goaltending? Uh, goaltending, I'm giving to Arizona. Darcy Kemper played great. He has a 9.33 save percentage. I through through the playoffs, not through the regular season, but I think I think he played really well. I think it, he could really step up. And he could. The, I think the way the way Arizona wins this game is Darcy Kemper does something incredible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Arizona gets that one. Yeah, I think this is another one where I don't know if I can really give an advantage to either team. Uh, mainly because I don't think a goalie is going to stop Colorado from scoring. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> so, so while like if I was just going based on you know like stats and what what I feel who the better goaltender is Arizona, um, but Colorado's offense is just so potent. I don't I don't think I don't think it matters who's in net honestly. I, I gave uh, an advantage to Arizona by quite a bit actually, just because of Darcy Kemper. Um, honestly, last year, he should have been a Vesna finalist, in my opinion, uh, just because of how he played. And I know that Arizona didn't make the playoffs, but the only reason why they were even close last year is because of him. And again, same thing this year. Uh, it's, it's just the same yeah, thing. I, I also so. think that's just that's just Arizona's win condition. So I don't I don't think like if Grubauer's not playing great, I don't think that's the way Colorado loses. Like the way Colorado win, wins games is they score goals. And I think the only the only way Arizona has a chance is is that uh, Kemper plays well. So that's why I'm giving them the edge. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit surprised looking at Jared Bednar, the coach of the Avalanche, that he didn't play Franceau more. Pablo Franceau, he had excellent numbers through the season. And I know they kind of split the starts between Grubauer and Franceau. But, you know, if, if I'm... But Jared Bednar, I, I'm putting Franco in it instead of Grubauer. Anyways, okay. So, what what do y'all have as the outcome in the series? Uh, Colorado in six games. Yeah, I've got Colorado in five. I think they're just gonna roll over them and bury a bunch of goals, and it's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> I'm actually counting on Darcy Kemper to put up a fight, and I'm gonna say Colorado in seven. So I'm still gonna say Colorado is gonna win, but he's. He's going to steal two or three games for Arizona and make it a little bit more interesting. All right, we're at the oh the St. Louis Blues. I hope they <laughs> lose. We're at the St. Louis Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. I hate St. Louis. I'll just start with that. Offensive advantage, St. Louis or Vancouver? Man, I'm probably giving it to St. Louis, but I, I think it's pretty close. I think the, both these teams play kind of a structured game more than a really fast offense style like Colorado or or Calgary yeah I'm I'm actually gonna give it's kind of the same way you know it's really close I'm gonna get a slight slight edge to uh Vancouver um they just 
they they turned it on kind of towards the uh, the end of the series. There, they won the last three games, um, and I they just seem to be playing really well. So, uh, I think I think for goals, I think Vancouver's got it just by a little bit. Though. And the Blues haven't haven't really been scoring all that much either. So, right. So I'm giving uh the advantage because I'm basing it off of the regular season, not off of the round robin. We're basing it off of the round robin given the advantage to Vancouver, but I'm gonna give St. Louis the benefit of the doubt and think they're they're gonna hit the reset button on this. All right. Now for defense you got Quinn Hughes on Vancouver and then for St. Louis you've got their great core of players who, who do you think has the defensive advantage yeah I'm, I'm giving that to st louis pretty much just for their uh just for them having those veterans i think they definitely they definitely obviously had a rough time in the round robin like they did not look like the st louis blues but i think that defensive core can step it up and figure out how to how to rally back and just get back to playing their style of hockey at least on the defense yeah uh you know vancouver has jordy ben on on their defense so immediate uh, oh. advantage st louis blues <laughs> only reason so, <laughs> i do i do think he actually plays a little bit better now than he did with the stars but uh, he's just he's never ne- never been a fan of his honestly so uh, i i do think the blues have have an advantage overall i think they play with a little bit more defensive mindset as well um than vancouver so well, you know if i'm st louis i just take the puck and just shoot it at J- Jordy Ben if he's playing and it'll automatically go in. His leg it does, go it in. does bounce, does bounce off of him a lot. Yep. I'm going to agree with y'all and St. Louis has the advantage here on defense. I mean, when you look at their roster, they've got Scandella who came over from Minnesota. You've got Alex Petrangelo whose contract is up this year. I hope he stays. Um, and then you got Colton Perenko, you got Justin Falk, you've got Robert, Robert Bartuzzo. They're just too many guys. They got an extremely strong uh, defensive core. Um, and then uh, the goaltender goal tender battle, if I can talk. Yeah, you got Jacob Markstrom versus Demko. And then you've also got for St. Louis, you got Bennington and uh, Jake Allen. Who has the advantage here? I think, I think that's the Blues. I think I think Jake Allen and Bennington have both been playing pretty well. Jake Allen, obviously, above his caliber. And Bennington is obviously just a great goaltender who can, who we, we can see turn it on in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree. I think Markstrom's actually had a really good season so far. Um, but I think we've seen Bennington turn it on in the playoffs. Um, he, I think he had a great game against the stars. Um, he made a lot of, a lot of really important saves. Um, and I, I think any game that Bennington's in, he gives the blues a chance to, win. um, he, he competes and he, uh, he's just a good goalie. I hate to say it, but he's a good goalie. You know, this is actually the first category where I'm kind of in the dead center on it. Uh, and mostly just because of Markstrom. Uh, I would give the advantage to St. Louis, but Mark, uh, but like you said, Zach, Markstrom's had a great season. And when he was hurt, Vancouver really suffered without him. And, you know, Demko's a, a very capable backup, but he's not Jacob Markstrom. He, he is a backup. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he is I definitely think, a uh, I think Demko had about a, a 900 save percentage, and Markstrom was at about a 920. So that's a that's a pretty big pretty big gap between your goals there. 
All right, so looking at special teams, uh, their special team stats we got for the power play for the St. Louis Blues, you got 24.3. For Vancouver, 24.2. And then for penalty kill, St. Louis, you have 79.3. And for Vancouver, you've got 80.5. So if you add those numbers up together, Vancouver's is 90, or is 104, excuse me. And then St. Louis's is 103. So kind of called it a tie here. I don't know about y'all, what y'all think, but I think it's pretty much a tie uh, when it comes to special teams. It's it's very close. Um, I <clears throat> I give a slight advantage to Vancouver on the penalty kill, and that's it. And it's a very slight advantage. Um, they're very close on both categories. So Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really have much to say about it. I, I'm not sure that special teams will play a big role in this game. Both, both both teams are kind of lukewarm water when it comes to special teams. So I think it's pretty evenly matched and it's just going to come down to situations and big power play goals happening at certain times. That's going to change the tide with special teams. Vancouver in six. So I'm, I'm saying that the blues are out because I hate the blues so much that I think Vancouver's going to win. This I didn't six. realize I might've done it for my bias, but I said Vancouver in seven. I think, I think this team is young. I think they're fast, and I think they can score a lot of goals. And with St. Louis playing such a bad round robin, I think they've, they've got a good chance of topping them. I, I think we all just hate the Blues. I, 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 also, the took blues. Van- I, I also took Vancouver in six. Um, and mine was mainly based off of the, uh, based off of the round robin play. Um, I don't think that the Blues will be able to just flip a switch and start going again. Um, I expect they will get going. I think it won't be until game three. So I think it's, you know, two games for Vancouver right off the bat. Uh, and then I think they, they switch between the next, the next games and go over, end up winning uh, with Vancouver with four and uh, the blues with two. So that's what I expect to happen. Yeah. If you came to this podcast looking for honest commentary on the blues, you came to the wrong place. Yeah. You're probably a blues fan. So just go back to St. Louis and quit listening. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you want to. We'll see. If you want. If you like hearing a dog on the blues, it's fine. Yeah. We're we're nice people here. Not to blues fans. We hate them. Not to blues fans. Okay. That's fine. All right, well, hold on. So before we go to the East, what I do want to point out is, so what you, Zach, were saying about the Blues, people could technically say about the Stars Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's why I took Calgary. (laughs) You're right, exactly. But the only difference that I see between what I watched with the Blues and what I watched with the Stars is the Stars showed a little bit of resiliency in that last round-robin game against the Blues. And that that is my biggest point. Um, the Blues came out in the third game and played just like the other other two games they had played. Um, there there was no spark. They scored one goal on the first shot of the game, um, and then got dominated. I don't, <laughs> I don't even think that they had very many good high quality scoring chances after that. Even. Yeah, I don't think they did. Um, and and they just showed like almost no no willpower and. I just don't think they will be able to turn it on as quickly as the stars will now because the stars played well in that last game. Again, they hit a lot of posts. We had a lot of opportunities though. If we just convert those, 
it's different. You know, we were playing at a high level, I think. Yeah. The Blues were not. It looks it's like take them a couple games to get going. Looks like the Stars are starting to get on the upswing. The Blues look like they kept falling down. Well, let's hope that the Stars uh, get it in time. So, all right. So, let's go to the Eastern Conference. Let's start with number one seed Philadelphia versus number eight seed Montreal. Offensive advantage Philadelphia. Philadelphia or Montreal. Can we just like go yeah. and just say like Phil- all the Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I think just like <laughs> off the bat, uh, no one expected Montreal to make it into into the actual like playoff rounds. Um, so congrats to them for making it. I don't think they have a prayer <laughs> against Philadelphia. Yeah, I think I think they have one prayer. Their only prayer is the Lord and Savior for them, who they've been writing for like the past 10 seasons, Carey Price. If he could do something incredible, it would be the greatest goalie performance like in the history of anything. But that that's their prayer. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll even – I mean, if – Montreal, if Montreal somehow wins the series, like I'll eat like five jalapeno peppers. I just like full plain jalapeno peppers in a row. So um, you can get, count on that and hold me to it if that happens. Uh, I I don't see it. I, I don't see a world where that they even come close. Yeah, the Stars are more likely to beat the Blues in a playoff series. All right. Well, I gave Philadelphia the offensive advantage, but surprisingly. I actually gave Montreal the defensive advantage and the goaltending advantage, nope. and I did it for I did it for two players. I, I did it for Shea Weber, and I did it for Carey Price. As long as you still got those two guys, I think. Montreal I mean, if Shea Weber could skate for sixty yeah. minutes, I, I'd say maybe. <laughs> and if there were six of them, on on the ice at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no too many men penalties. Exactly. Um, I mean, it, in my opinion, the stats just don't line up with, with that line of thinking. No. I mean, uh, Philadelphia goals against 2.77 uh, and Montreal 3.1. A .4 gap in goals against is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the Penguins played bad in their series. I'm not sure that it was more Canadians did well. Oh, there were some points Carey Price stood on. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's the prayer, right? So, But I still think... Philadelphia looks like the best team in the NHL right now, so I think it's pretty far shot. Now, just because I gave them adv- the advantage doesn't necessarily mean I think they're going to win the series. Um, just because I gave the advantage to Montreal for defense and goaltending, I mean, on the other side, you still got uh, Provorov. I think it's Ivan Provorov. Provorov is an elite defenseman. And then Ghost is still over there too. Uh, got the spear, and then obviously you've, in goal you got Carter Hart and Brian Elliott. And um, the, the only reason why I gave the goaltending advantage to Montreal is because Carey Price is Carey Price, and Carter Hart is still young. Uh, well, Carter Hart with the he, he, the highest he, save percentage, other than the uh, other than the Colorado goaltender that faced the Stars for one game. So I, I think Carter Hart played. Right. He played incredible in his round robin games too. So I don't. I think right. I think right now Hart's Hart's got the advantage over Price. A lot of goals scored in that uh, in that in that Penguins Penguins Canadian series, honestly, except for the last game. Oh, and I had the stats pulled up for this for this uh, 
series, but for some reason my iPad's not working anymore. Um, but I did put that Philadelphia has the obvious uh, special teams advantage. Uh, yeah, twenty point eight percent on power play, seventeen point seven power play for Montreal. Um, penalty kill for Philadelphia, eighty one point eight. Penalty kill for Montreal, seventy eight point seven. So, g- given you know all the things we talked about, I've got Philadelphia in five. Yep, me too. Same thing. Uh, this is the only one that I'm calling a sweep on, uh, Philadelphia and four. Yep. Philadelphia. Yep. That's a scary thing to do because of what happened to Tampa Bay last year. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying I'm saying Philadelphia has this one locked down. It's a little bit different when it's when it's really a one against a twelve as well. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, good segue. Yep. Now we're doing Tampa Bay and uh, Columbus. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, this series and the next series that we talk about, uh, Washington and New York, are the ones I'm most excited for. And specifically with Columbus and Tampa Bay, who would have thought that with the play-in series, this is how it would end up? Because, you know, I thought for sure that Montreal was going to lose, and I gave Columbus some hope to make the playoffs. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just play Philadelphia. Nope. <laughs> They're playing Tampa Bay in a rematch of last year. This is going to be really exciting. Um, so first off, the uh, offensive advantage, and I think it's pretty obvious here, uh, who do y'all think Tampa Bay or Columbus? Yeah. Tampa Bay by about a goal per game. Yeah. It's Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. That, I would yeah, like the, to, the, I would like to point out Columbus actually, I know they were playing the Maple Leafs who like joke, but like still they scored, they scored a good amount of, scored a good amount of goals and in that series. So I think when they're playing another offensive minded team, they're finding ways to, to abuse that, that lesser defense on the other team. But I, I still think that the, the lightning obviously have the, the offensive advantage. Yeah. The goal. So the uh, goals per game uh, for Tampa Bay is 3.47. And, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, Columbus, Blue, Columbus Blue Jackets, 2.57. Um, so that's why I said about a goal per game difference. Like it is, it's, I mean, Staggering. nine 0.9%. Like it's, it's a big advantage there, I think. And you know, what's really funny is that like Tampa Bay had all this offense to begin with before the trade deadline. And then, you know, the trade, trade at, oh my gosh, I can't talk. The trade deadline came along and they went and got Blake Coleman, who is a Dallas native. And he's a 20-goal scorer from the New Jersey Devils. So it's not like they didn't have enough offense already. Uh, they were just like, hey, let's just go get another 20-goal scorer. Why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, defensive advantage. Defense. I think this one's close. Again, um, you're not going to stop Tampa Bay's offense. It's just not going to happen. Um, if in, in a bubble, I'd say Columbus, but against – Tampa Bay, I say Tampa Bay. Yeah, this is going to be a, a classic Eastern Conference shootout. So I think defense isn't even really a really a thought on either of these teams' minds. But I think that's the way Columbus has to try and win this series, I guess. Try and find a way to stop Nikita Kucherov, <laughs> which is, is hilarious just talking about. But... <laughs> You just have to. You just have to injure him. That's the only way. There you go. You've got a trade for Kachuk and slew foot him <laughs> into the boards. There you go. 
you, you know what's funny is I actually gave the advantage to Columbus here. And I, I know Tampa Bay has Victor Hedman, who has won the Norris Trophy, I think, at least twice. Maybe it's just once. I forgot. He's won the Norris Trophy at least once. We'll go with that. And then they have Sergachev as well. And, you know, they got Brian McDonough as well. But with Columbus, when you've got Seth Jones and then Varinsky, that top tandem is just – it does so much for your team. And if you go and look at the records for Columbus when they had Seth Jones and then when they didn't have Seth Jones, I mean, it's a glaring difference. So I think Seth Jones is just going to be that catalyst for Columbus. And so I'm giving an adv- – it's not a big advantage, but a slight advantage to Yeah, I Columbus. don't know if I answered it, but I'm giving a slight advantage to Columbus. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. Well, all right. What about goaltending? This one is kind of interesting in my opinion. Very interesting. Uh, I'm giving it to Tampa, Tampa Bay just, just because of the past really more than what's happening right now. But Vasilevsky can – I, I think he can turn it on. He can find his game, and he, he he can win a game by himself. We've seen it, obviously. Did y'all see that little commercial about the NHL where they talk about if you could have a different first name, what would it be? No. Uh, you mean yeah. like the 70 times I've seen it now? Yeah. Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was absolutely I only hilarious. like the pasta commercials. They're pretty good. Uh, and the Dunkin' Donut commercials, those are absolutely hilarious. All right, what's your point? Um, uh, I think... Yeah, I just like the commercial. I thought it was funny. For the goaltending, I actually put it in the center because I don't know who to give it to. Because I, I think one of, the, one of the big reasons why Columbus won their series was because of the play of... Merce Lincolns. And also just before the before the break, when Corpusello got hurt, uh, Elvis took the net and he never left the building with that net. He stayed in it and he he was leading the Columbus Blue Jackets to where they were at least in firing range of a playoff spot. So I, I know it's Vasilevsky, but it's COVID and Merce Lincolns dominated game four in their series. So uh, I'm going to put it in the center. Yeah. Then, um, also, pre- also has been playing well. He has a 956 save percentage. So that can't be looked away. I just think Vasilevsky, he'll find it. Is that 956 just in yeah, the, just in the, just the, in the playoffs. series? Well, special teams, go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I do have the stats up, so that's fortunate. Uh, so power play, uh, Tampa Bay with 23.1. And uh, Columbus Blue Jackets with 16.4, so not great there. Um, penalty kill, 81.3 for Tampa Bay, and uh, 81.6 for Columbus. Um, so just because of the power play, it's about a, I mean, it's a 7, 7% difference there. Um, so I, I think this is pretty clearly in Tampa Bay's, uh, Tampa Bay's favor. Yeah, that power boy is going to be tough to stop. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, for sure. It's just too too many uh, too many people who can score goals over there. Yep. So I 
So I'm going against all the stats and all the odds, and I'm saying Columbus wins in seven. That's my sleeper pick for the first round. It's Vancouver and Columbus are my sleepers. So I'm saying they win in seven. There's no reason. I have no idea how they're going to do it, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, it's funny because I did the exact same thing. I just yes. really want Columbus. I just really <laughs> want Columbus to win. Like it would, it would be very. I just think it'd be so funny to see Tampa Bay lose to Columbus again in the first round. Um, it's just the Lego wish, they keep stepping on. <laughs> I wish I could say four games, right? I wish I could say it's going to be a sweep. Not going to happen this year. Uh, I, I think it'll be a six game, six game series as well. Uh, to and in Columbus's favor. Uh, it's a it's a heart thing, not a stats thing. <laughs> it, it's funny that y'all said that because I've got Columbus in seven. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I just think with the, the they have a mental block. Tampa Bay does. I I, I just don't think they're going to be able to get over it. I think Tampa Bay is going to play better than they did last year, but I just don't think they're going to be able to get over it. And then. The, the one thing that we haven't really talked about much is the coaching advantage. And, you know, John Tortorella is he's, – he's got a potty mouth, and he's, you know, all sorts of – he's a character. He's If you go look on YouTube, John Tortorella, it's kind of fun to watch some of the videos. But uh, he really cares about this team winning. It, I saw a video just the other day where he was on the bench with Pierre-Luc Dubois the, the guy who scored a hat trick the game before, and they were sitting there having to add it between the two of them. So I, I just think the, just, you know, the intensity that John Tortorella brings to the Columbus Blue Jackets, that team, he gets the most out of that team, and I think it's going to be enough to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that definitely so could it, be an X factor. It, it's going to go one, or, one of two ways. Either we're all right, it's going to be, you know, Columbus in six or seven games, or Tampa Bay is going to sweep them in four. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I could see Tam- I could see Tampa Bay coming out, you know, just ready to ready to beat them. So uh, I, I, as a hard thing, Columbus, but I, I could see the 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 flip side in a four game sweep the other way as well. So. Yeah, I just like the storyline too. So like the Stars have this wall in the playoffs since the St. Louis Blues. And it feels like if we could just pass them, then we're on our way to the Cup. The Capitals block was the was the Penguins. They got past them, and then they won the Cup. I just like the idea that the lightning's block is this stupid little Lego just sitting on the ground, and every time they just find him in the playoffs, they just step on him, and they just roll over and die. So I think that would be a hilarious storyline. And, yeah, there's my only reason. All right, uh, let's continue on. Uh, we've got now two, uh, two more series. Uh, I think this is the most interesting, in my opinion. Uh, this is Washington and the New York Islanders. So number three versus number six. Uh, this is the Barry Trotz teams. Um, let's do let's do offensive advantage. Talk offensive advantage and who has the advantage in these in this series? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to to the Capitals. Just just big names, power play. Ovechkin can take over a game if he wants to and go and win it by himself. So. Mainly for Ovechkin, I'm going to give it to to the Capitals. Yeah, I'm I'm also Capitals. This is for me. This one's pretty stat based. I mean, uh, 3.42 goals per game for the Capitals, 2.78 for the Islanders. It's a pretty big gap there, so um, I, it's it's hard to ignore that kind of data. 
yeah, the difference between that is huge. And I'll agree with you. I'll give the advantage to Washington. All right, uh, defense. Who's got the advantage? I'm going with the Islanders here. Um, I I think uh, it's kind of, kind of the same problem that I think a lot of teams uh, run into. A lot of the high scoring teams um, they push a bit hard for the for the goals and then let the other team go the other way with automated rushes. And uh, I think there's a there's a good chance for uh, for the Islanders to capitalize on that a lot against the Capitals. You know that was not intentional, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to an to the Islanders, but again, I think this is another this is another classic East Coast matchup. It's gonna it's gonna be a shootout, I think. Not not much defense to be had relative to what the West brings, but I think I think the Capitals' style leads more to them having a open back end than the Islanders. Yeah, it's definitely the Washington offense versus the New York Islanders defense. I think that's the story, and whichever shows up better is going to win the series. All right, uh, goaltending. You got Braden Holtby, and you got Varlamov on the other side. Who's got the advantage? Uh, I, I'm going to say Holtby just because of uh, what, what he did in the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago. He In that series... He, he, he was stunning. It, it was crazy. Of course, we all know the save in the playoffs, and he just had so many big moment saves. So if he could be clutch like that again for him, I, I think he could he could make a push in this playoffs. Uh, I'm giving it to the Islanders. Varlamov had just look, looked fantastic, honestly. He had a, a great series and just kind of shut down. Which goaltender do I think is better? I think it's Holtby, but... I, I just think the Islanders' defense. When you when you've got a Barry Trotz team like the Islanders, where where their main focus is defense, uh, you know, you know, it, it's kind of hard for me to argue one way or the other. Uh, I'm giving goaltending advantage to Washington, but I, I think Varlamov has the easier because of the defense in front of him. Um. All right. So for Washington, uh. Oh, now you're going to do it again. Zach, do you have the stats for that again? Uh, I do have the stats. Uh, so Washington, uh, 19.4 power play percentage. Uh, Islanders, 17.3. <clears throat> and then uh, Capitals, 82.6 penalty kill. And Islanders, 80.7. Um, so in both cases, about 2% edge to the Capitals. Yep. Pretty obvious to you from the, from the Ovechkin. First power play line. They're they're just going to be stunning. I think Islanders got they got to stay out of the box is is a big part of this part of this series. I, I'm actually interested. How do you deal with uh, Ovechkin sitting over there on the dot? Like, do you, uh, it almost makes me want to have like just put a man on him, just stick to him, and then play three on four for the rest so, of the, t- the, so the, st- of the time. The Stars like, actually they have they've played that power play line pretty well, and that's pretty much. That's kind of what they do. They put Essel Lindell kind of halfway out towards Ovechkin, even when the puck's all the way on the other boards. So I think I think Essa, he, he he's got a he's got a mental like knowledge of where exactly he should be and how close he needs to stay to Ovechkin. So I think that is kind of what you got to do. Yeah, and it really, I mean, Ovechkin just loves that dot so much. I mean, if you let him take a shot from there, it's just it's, it's probably like fifty be a fifty. Goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, uh, and that's kind of why I brought it up. I think if. Uh, 
if they're able to kind of shut down Ovechkin on that dot, it, it takes a lot of the Capitals' power play away. Um, the hard part is doing that while also keeping you know a tight core, not letting passes through to other people. All right. So I think defense is going to win in this series. And I've actually got uh, another upset. I've got the Islanders in six. Because I went against them in the qualifiers, and I thought that the Panthers were going to step up and finally be the team that everybody says they were going to be when they signed Bobrovsky. But, you know, the Islanders just found a way to win. And I think they're going to do it against this Washington team. So I've got actually the Islanders in six. What about y'all? I think it is going to be a closer a closer series than some people might think it's going to be. But I think overall, Skill's going to win. Ovechkin's going to take over at Game 7, and he's going to win it for the Capitals in 7. And I'm going with Christian on this one. Caps in 7. I feel like we're agreeing a lot, uh, Chris, on these uh, on these outcomes. But I, I just think the Capitals, overall, just they, they have the star power uh, when it comes down to it. Like, it's... You got an Ovechkin on your team. He's... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a hat trick in one of these one of these games. So, all right, last one. All right, uh, the number one seed falls from the top. Boston becomes the fourth seed with the round robin, and Carolina has an impressive series win over the Rangers. Um, in the season series with Carolina and the Rangers, the Rangers actually won every single game they played against Carolina. So the, it, even though it was a five versus uh, 12 there, in, or it wasn't, was it five versus 12? It might have been six versus 11. But e- either way, either way, it was a, a very impressive series win. Um, so how are y'all doing on categories for this series? Offensive first. Well, well for offense, I think y- – y- you should and you want to say Boston, but they, they looked atrocious in, in the round robins. They did not look like the Boston Bruins. They looked like half a team, and it looks like the, the break really got to them. So I'm going to say Boston just because of classically that's what it is. But, yeah, I think they're not looking good right now. Yeah, this is this is another team that, like, another first seed that just needs to wake up. Um, <clears throat> I think – I mean, it's the same with the Blues. If they're able to – get going and play their hockey, they're go- they're going to be probably the best team uh, team on their side of the bracket. That's just the way it goes. They're, the team's built to win. Um, with So I, I give the offensive advantage to them after the first two games of the series. Similar to the Blues, um, I, I think it'll take them a couple games to get going. Um, but once they're, once they're in full playoff mode, the Bruins are going to be scary. I think this is it for the Bruins. Uh, I think this is their last chance. Honestly, we we all talk about that window that opens and closes. They may have one extra year after this, but I think that window is very much closing very quickly. I mean, Krejci is getting up there in age. Marchand is. um, Patrice Bergeron. I mean, stinking Sedano Chara is already – I think he's forty or forty-two, somewhere around there. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how that guy's still playing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know how guys like that play into their forties. And I mean, like Chris Chelios, he played till he was like 
46 or 47, something yeah. crazy. And, like and that. the thing is, Chargers play such a, a physical game too, right? Like it's it's impressive. He still drops the mitts. Yeah, it, it's impressive. It's impressive to me that that he's able to keep that up. Um, will the, the, I guess the question comes down to will he kind of fade as the series goes on? Um, I, I'm not sure on that. Again, everyone got an extra long break, so a lot of people are pretty fresh coming in. But uh, you know, the games are, are pretty close together. I mean, you don't you don't get a lot of break between each game here. So, and with that being said, I give the defensive advantage to Boston. Yeah. Now I'm not counting Carolina out. Uh, I mean, both of these teams they've got great offenses and great defenses. But I, I just think Boston this is their last chance. They're they, I think they realize that. And then all the experience is on uh, Boston's side. Yeah. For me, it's the same thing as the offense. Like, I want to give it to Boston, but right now, from the looks of it, it's not. It's not them at all. So I'm going to say Boston, but they got to find it. Yep. Same, same here. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're a good team. After two games, Boston defense is going to take over. I do think their, their defense will be able to hold up a little bit better in those first two games as well. Um, just because I, I think it takes a little bit less to get your defense going than your offense. And then I gave the goaltending advantage to Boston. Um, I, I feel like that's a little bit more obvious. I, I think if there's one glaring thing that the Carolina Hurricanes have, it's their goaltending. And that's that's nothing against uh, James Reimer and Peter Morazic because they're, they're pretty good goaltenders. But they're no, you know, Connor Hellebuck or Ben Bishop or, you know, Tukarask. Uh, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone who's won the cup before. So I, I, I think just it's a lot it. closer than you think it is. I think, I mean, Morozik and uh, Morozik and Reimer looked really good throughout their throughout their series. And I know, I know, it's it's Tukarask, obviously. He's amazing. But I think it's a lot closer than you guys think it is. I think if Reimer and Rosick actually can hold on to it. They can they can make up for the defense that Carolina doesn't have. So I I'm actually gonna say Carolina on this one just just to flip it because I don't like if if Boston's leaving Rask out to dry, he, he can't win him the game. But if Carol, Carolina's offense is are, is obviously going and Rosick and Reimer can can hold on to the back end, then they can win the series that way. Yeah, that's true. You've got Aho and. Tara Vinen and I, I just look at uh, Raskus has had such a great season. I mean, almost a almost a nine thirty save percentage, and even with Boston kind of faltering in front of him, he he still posted a nine seventeen um, throughout the uh, throughout the round robin. I don't I don't think he was really the issue. Um, I think it was the rest of the team around him. Um, yeah, I don't. So. I don't think he's the issue. I just don't know if he's if he's a win condition either, really, because we know the big problem is Boston needs to wake up. But if Carolina's goaltending can play the way that they have been playing, they actually can win up the games. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, I do think it'll come down to will Boston's defense show up. Um, if Boston's defense shows up and you have Tuka Rask in the in the net, like it's it's gonna be goals tough. are gonna be really hard to come by. I have got Boston in seven, and in game seven, it's going to go to quadruple overtime. 
<laughs> That's really specific. Um, I have I have Boston in six. Um, I think they're going to lose the first two and win the next four. So I have Carolina. I'll, I'll throw a specific on there. I have Carolina in six. I don't think Boston's waking up. I think Tuka Rask is stealing two hockey games, and I think Carolina's going to win the game. And Boston is Boston fans are going to be po'd. I'm okay with Boston fans being mad. I don't like Marshawn anyway. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel about Toronto fans. I, I, I mean, I feel bad for him in some aspect, but in the other hand, it's it must be really hard to live in Toronto if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf. They, they get scrutinized. Oh, come so on. It's going to be so hard to live in Boston. It's been like six months since the last championship. They're probably like, they're probably <laughs> crying over there. Compared to 50 years in Toronto. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, th- those are our predictions for round one of the 2020 COVID Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup champions, We're- Carolina Hurricanes, 2020. Seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely get down into that, and we'll do another podcast when round one is over, and we'll talk about how wrong we were. And then we'll also talk about uh, the round two matchups as well. But, of course, uh, if this if the stars lose, I'm I might be gone. I might just be crying uh, in my <laughs> in my closet for a bit. Uh, I just I, I want to get at least past round one. Come on, team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really would like. I, I think for the stars, if we're talking playoff expectations for them, I really need. I really want to see them at least make the conference finals because. It, it, it. I mean, it's very much like Boston. They have a lot of older players, and that window is just closing. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I, and, I agree with that. For and then sure. we went out. We went out and signed, uh, you know, three guys in their thirties and to bolster our team. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, but. Uh, We'll see what the stars do. Uh, tune in to NBC Sportsnet uh, at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon, evening-ish. Uh, watch the stars take on the Calgary Flames in game one. All right, guys. Uh, you have anything else to say before we close this out? Go stars. Go Canes. <laughs> and screw the blues. <laughs> yeah. All right. This has been Starcastic Remarks uh, with... Brian, Chris, and Zach Chambers, the Chambers Trio brothers. Uh, y'all can find us on Facebook at Starcastic Remarks, and you can also find us on Twitter at Starcastic R. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that the Stars win some games and score some goals. Come on, Ben Sagan Radulov. <laughs>